everyone. Welcome back to the Rogue's Passage podcast. I'm Brady. I'm Brando. And I'm Tanner Cherry. Um, this week, we're going we're gonna to recap our recent attendance of the face-to-face Calgary tournament tour, which, uh, I mean, we were excited. We were very excited. It, I think, exceeded our expectations, mm-hmm. especially, oh man, I can't wait to talk about the, uh, the Pioneer Challenges that I, that I got through uh, day, the first day, Friday, whole different story than the Saturday. But yeah, we're going we're gonna to go through all that. First, we, wanna, we really want to just thank face-to-face games. Um, you guys put on a hell of an event. And, you know, in some capacity, the invitation to come out and, and represent ourselves. And, and we got to meet a lot of people. We definitely, like, the networking was wonderful. Um, and you treated us so well. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to make contact with a lot of, like, the amazing artists that were there, uh, as well as the other content creators kind of in our neck of the woods that are making stuff, Into, or Into the 99, Wizards of the North. Commander uh, Cookout. Commander Cookout. CCO. Yeah, you guys are all amazing. You're all doing amazing stuff. And, like, thank you for showing us the graciousness that you did. Give yeah. us the time. Honestly, it was amazing. Thank you so much. Indeed, we felt actual love. Like, there was, like I was saying earlier, like, walking by the, the Commander Cookout guys. And, they, you know, they're pointing over. They're, they're setting up a game between people that are playing a free Commander pod. And they're, they're shouting our project out. And, like, you guys are great. Like, I, I, honestly, I, I've been listening to the podcast, too, ever since uh, meeting you guys. And... You know, one thing's really funny is that, like, we cut out so much of, like, like things that were like, oh, that's a little spicy. Maybe we shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. You should listen to the CCO, man. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are raunchy as fuck. Okay. And, it, and the fact that they have, like, a seriously, like, good standing and crowd and, and following. And I think we could probably get away with leaving some of this, uh, this racy this, shit in sometimes. This risque yeah, the risque commentary <laughs> that we're known for sometimes. Are you <laughs> saying that the PG-17 barrier is coming down? Yeah, this is an R-rated podcast now. PG-17? Well, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, what we the were, fuck we were, PG-17? We were trying to kind of be. The amount of, stuff, bit, yeah. that, the amount of stuff that you've said in both the podcast and games that, yeah. we've, that, that we've cut out. Oh, yeah. Because it's just been, <laughs> yikes, dude. I'm very impulsive. I don't, I don't think about this shit at all. <laughs> coming soon, blooper reel, uh, R-rated our rated blooper reel. It's, what is it? It's just an hour and a half of Bray saying cock, cock. <laughs> Rogue's Passage gone wild. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of cocks. So, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> exactly, right there. <laughs> thank you so much to Face to Face. Please expect us to be at every one of your events that we can attend. Absolutely. I know that Edmonton's coming up this month. We can't make that. I can't. Tool is the day before. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a shitbag the next day. Priorities. Yeah, Very much sorry. Priorities. I want to come, but that's not going to happen. December 9th, though, in Calgary. If, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we can figure something out to maybe be, like, to work or to, to do something to help make content or something while we're there again. Yeah. yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to be there probably playing more Pioneer because that was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your Pioneer. You, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, tell us about the, the, the Friday situation. So what I did was I, I registered for a Pioneer Challenge on Friday and a Pioneer Challenge on Saturday. There are three round Swiss little mini tournaments. Um, I was like, like a month and a half mm-hmm. of like excitement building up to this, like, like watching so much Pioneer content, trying to learn decks, sideboards, just getting my head around the format. And I was like really nervous, you know, checked in an hour early. I actually like bailed on the commander game that I was playing at the time because I was like, I need to check in. I need to make sure mm-hmm. that I'm all signed up and checked in because it's my, my first time ever using like the companion app, like the, the tournament software that, that Wizards uh, turned into an app. Um, I go up to the board and I mean, you see this in the vlog that we post. The, the registration board was my name and no one else. Mm-hmm. So on Friday, there was so many people, like anybody there with a commander, or sorry, with a, a pioneer deck was 
set on playing in the the LCQ, the Pioneer Last Chance Qualifier, that could have potentially slid them into. I don't know if it was qualifying for the weekend's main event. I don't think so because I think Friday the main event started. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm I, see. I'm new to this. The competition, the tournament stuff. It's new to me. But anyway, there was an, a last chance qualifier that did have a bunch of names on it, and I got. I basically I had two options. There was like ten minutes left before the event that I was registered for was just going to fizzle, and I was going to probably be refunded. Or there was one spot left in the LCQ, and I was like, "Fuck it! I came here to play my deck. I, even if I get stomped, I came here knowing that I was going to get stomped. I want to play the deck. I want to learn. The only problem is the uh, the LCQ is single elimination." So I was like, ah, I might only get one game. And that is exactly how it went down. I played against a very, mm-hmm. very kind person. I, I, I basically had to sit down and be like, man, legitimately, this is my first time. Like, cut me, cut me some slack. He <laughs> was wonderful. I think his name was Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Mono Blue Spirits. No, sorry, Azorius Spirits. And uh, I'm playing the Boros Heroic deck, right? I, I did win one game, but I lost the match, and I was out. So that was my Friday. I was so worked up and nervous. I just got punted out and it didn't go the way that I thought it was going to. And then, uh, yeah. And then Saturday. Yeah. Before you get on Saturday though, I, I just have to say like this meeting, this man, like watching him play the game and there'll be footage for you all to see shortly after this comes out, hopefully Uh, very soon, but as soon as we can, as soon as we can. Um, it was almost like meeting like another Tanner, like, (laughs) like just, the, the the pseudo mannerisms that you have, like the way that you sit at a table and you compose yourself, like the way that you two interacted, especially after the games, it was surreal watching. Cause I'm like, it, it legitimately looked like you were interacting with yourself. Like you just have. Oh yeah, you po- did say that. We you, were you very have like a poli- similar energy. Similar energy. You have like a politeness to you in the way that you like speak to people. Like maybe politeness, like it is politeness. It might be the wrong word for it though. There's There's a way about you that uh, he kind of exuded the same energy and it was really weird to witness from the side. You'll, well, you'll thanks, see. Thanks, Brando. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see in the... Smooth and personable. No, I will, I will say he, w- he was absolutely wonderful. Like, basically, you know, me sitting there shivering and, like, my first time ever using a paper life pad, mm-hmm. like, tracking my life totals because when you're playing tournament REL, you know, you got to write it down on paper so that you can, the judge can review what has happened. There's no dice. There's no, f- you know, you, I, I think you can use a phone app, but it has to have... The like a ledger of previous inputs. Anyway, yeah, he was he was wonderful, and um, I guess the one big misplay that I made in that one, I thought I had him. I thought I actually had the win because I was like, I I have God's willing, I can just I can go pro blue. All the creatures on his battlefield are blue. All of his flash creatures, I'm pretty sure, are blue. I was like, I'm just gonna go pro blue. He's tapped out, or no, he wasn't tapped out. But anyway, I like I went God's willing protection from blue to like swing in for lethal right and he was just like okay yeah that happens and I was like I thought for sure he was you know that was like okay that's game but I forgot he had a mutavault that he could animate and turn into a colorless creature and block so and like I just didn't see it and I remember just being like man I felt so stupid that that might have I don't know I don't know if I could have done anything different but that I, I lost that game because I was nervous I lost that match because I was noob um, but also like yeah, he, he actually informed me too that like the next day on Saturday, he's like, don't worry, like everybody that will have gotten into the the last chance qualifier or whatever will get in there. And he's like, everybody who's just playing for fun, there'll be a lot more people in the Pioneer Challenges tomorrow. So Saturday, he was right. The board was, I think there was 12 or 16 people or something in that bracket. Mm-hmm. 
and it went a lot better. <laughs> it went a lot better. I uh, I played against three opponents, and I somehow dispatched them all. I took home a 3-0 on Saturday, which was worth 500 prize wall tickets, mm-hmm. which was like, that's like $100 value or whatever. So like, I, I can't believe I did it. Like uh, you'll see in the videos that I post there literally afterwards, I was walking around pointing the GoPro at myself being like, did that just fucking happen? Like <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I came in here hoping to win one match. I just want to know what it's like to win one match and be able to like sign a match slip as a win. Mm-hmm. And yeah, day, the, the second day there, I, I, I just took it down yep. and I do feel bad. My last match, the last game in the last match, my opponent was playing model green. Um, Brennan, I think his name was, he was, he just made a, a massive uh, blunder just accidentally grabbing a Nicol Bolas Planeswalker where he should have grabbed a uh, forest to be able to play the old growth troll for that turn. And he just like, you, you know, he named the card, he put it in his hand, and then he tried to play the old growth troll and realized he didn't have, have enough lands. And like, because he's taken actions or whatever, like in that, in the rules enforcement, it's like, you can't even really at that point just be like, can I, can I walk that back? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like, it's the last it's a game three of match three. It's yep. it's for the win. And yep. yeah, he, he was just like so pissed at himself for making the blunder, right? And he had offered he had offered to split because he was like, hey, if we both draw this match, then we both get 200 tickets or whatever. And uh, yeah, so I I told him that because I was recording it for like the episode, like making a story of it, I was like, I, I, I'm just going to run it, man. I'm like, I'm not taking a split. I want to see if I lose, I lose. If I win, I win. And I ended up winning. Won 500 tickets. I ended up tracking the guy down later and just giving him 200 tickets because I was like, man, like, I, it's not about the, the tickets. I'm, ha- I'm super happy to share this with you. That was, like, an awesome experience. Um, if anything, man, like, any of my opponents that I played or people that are watching this that are into Pioneer, I would love to play some Pioneer on this channel. I would mm-hmm. love to do some gameplay of it against other people that are, like, into the format because I want to learn, man. I want, like, Brennan that I played on at the, the last one there, game two, he was like, oh, he's like my sideboard is like really good against you. Like I've got good sideboard tech against your deck. I'll play modern with you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, Pioneer I'm, sounds a little bit too restrictive for, for me. Unfortunately. What do you mean too restrictive? Well, I want all of it. I'm greedy. He's, I want all of it. He wants the entire stack of cards Please. that he can get. Yeah. Don't, don't deny me my treasure. I, I kind of agree. That's kind of why I stick away from like standard for the most part. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of just like the restrictive, like, immediate there's the only one meta that or like there's only like one or two meta decks that end up working once everybody oh, figures it out kind of not thing. even close to pioneer though i mean people say that but for instance shout out to the dive down podcast i was listening to their episode today they were actually talking about the results from the calgary mm-hmm. tournament weekend because uh what is it, his name boston something he won the tournament with is it phoenix mm-hmm. he's going to worlds he's mm-hmm. that won him a oh, spot yeah. at world championship congrats man the rest of the top four or top eight is going to the next is getting a pro tour invite. Yeah, it's like a, it was a serious tournament, right? Yep. They were talking about the breakdown, like the whole breakdown, the meta breakdown of Calgary this past weekend, and like the top eight is eight different decks, and like the whole field, like there's fifteen plus decks that are like pretty common and and like seeded, and I don't I I just I disagree with people who say the uh, pioneer is stale. I think that like if if there's ten plus decks that can all hang. That is not a stale format. Well, what, it, what, what is uh, Pioneer again? So it starts with uh, Tarkir, right? Yeah, I believe it is Cons of Tarkir. There is a lot of uh, there's a lot of available cards from oh, yeah. that time for sure. There's thousands know? of cards in the format, and really, like, if you want to play the format, it's one thing to just like be casual and dirtle. That's that's casual play. If you want to go play at a tournament or whatever, you kind of have to at least start with someone's deck list or like you know something that has been performing, right? It's sort of like 
competitive magic is you have to respect the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. If there's a deck that has been performing, it's because it's it has legs. It is yep. performing. It's, it's probably winning. Yeah, no, and that's yeah. exactly what I mean. Like, I, I would never necessarily, like, yeah, I wouldn't call Pioneer stale, but that's exactly what I mean. We're just like, there, there, there hits that tone where it's just like, it, it becomes a baseline of like a third of your deck is going to be following some kind of a meta, which is like, what's working? What are other people doing? How, like, how are you doing that? And then finding your own kind of spin on it, um, which is a lot of magic to be fair. Absolutely. But in the more restrictive formats, um, like where you start getting into like certain blocks of cards where everything else is just not allowed, it, it does kind of ring through a bit that uh, you are going to start seeing a lot of, maybe not the exact same cards, but a lot of the exact same strategies. Yeah. Or similar enough. And, and, and like nothing, I'm not knocking it all. It's just not like my forte for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm not a pioneer player. Um, I, I haven't, like I, I would be the... I am the resident limited player of this group, I believe. Like, I, mm-hmm. I used to host all the drafts. I, f- I fucking love Sealed. I love Draft. I definitely like when you, like, box in, like, a, here's your restrictions. Do what you can within these restrictions. I love the puzzle of it. I also love Commander because you can do just, like, anything the hell you want. Mm-hmm. And, like, in terms of de- deck building, I can see it being frustrating when you're like, oh, I want to put this in the deck. It's like, it's not legal. It's like, ah. But... I don't know. When it comes to competitive formats, I'm not really brewing. I, I wouldn't consider. I don't, I don't consider myself to be on the level of, you know, Hall of Famers that are brewing these decks and testing them eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I I take advice or inspiration or a starting point, a leap off point. Yeah. Because like yeah, that Boros deck. I got, I got the list off uh, MTG Goldfish, mm-hmm. and you know, it's usually whenever a deck in a certain format five O's a league or yeah. whatever, it'll it'll get ingested into like a scraper that will kind of aggregate like the decks that are doing well so yeah Yeah, and that's part of the whole thing about especially competitive magic is it is always finding what tops the most recent thing and it's 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 kind of like the rock paper scissors effect of just like this deck beats this deck and then so somebody's gonna build something to deal with that but then somebody's gonna build something to deal with that and then all of a sudden that first deck that was winning that everybody like stacked upon stacked to build the next decks that were winning against it, all of a sudden it's the one that reigns supreme because it's like, oh yeah, you've put yourself in the position where that original formula now works again. Yeah, I mean, in, when it comes to the tournament weekends, like if you're this type of person that like I identify as a Tron player, mm-hmm. you're like up to the whim of like, well, is your deck positioned well for this mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. right? And if it's not, you're just too stubborn to change or you just, it's the one you like playing. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes just playing the deck that you know how to play, you're probably going to make less mistakes. Mm-hmm. You might be better off. But some weekends it's like, you know, Lotus Field is like really well positioned this week. And if you're the type of person that can pivot and do good with whatever deck is sort of good that weekend, or you're smart enough to realize what the largest percentage of your, of the field is going to be, and then pick the deck that fucks that one over. Right. Like it is, it's, it's intoxicating. I love watching like the pro tours. I love watching competitive magic and it, I just have never kicked my ass to go, (laughs) do the thing and this uh this face-to-face event thank you again for providing like coming to calgary and, and mm-hmm. giving me the opportunity to be to you know to squeak compete. my sneakers into the little com- and, it, and it was a pioneer challenge i'm not yeah. like come on it's, also i remember i was walking away and i was like oh my god i won because i three out it right and it's not technically like i didn't win per se like there could have been another person as well that got a three oh yeah yeah it's just i i happened to three oh and Damn, it felt good. Like I was, I was literally just buzzing. Um, yeah, no, I know. Uh, going into it for for the entire time that he's been like 
trying to structure a deck and been talking about this as soon as we knew that we were going to it and as soon as Tanner knew that he was going to be um, like competing sort of thing. Oh, your boy over here has oh, yeah, spent you- endless amount of time amping him up knowing, knowing without a doubt that uh, he was going to come home. He was going to come home with one hell of a win. I never <laughs> not doubted it. It was yeah. never going to not happen. We actually got it on camera after my first match mm-hmm. win on Saturday. And I, and I was like, oh, my God, I won my one match. Like, I'm, I'm good. And you were like, whatever, man, you're going to take home the rest. And yep. I was like, no, the 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 um, my matches are going to get harder from here on. Right. Yep. And it's funny. We got that on video. You're just like, no, I'm pretty sure you're going to win it. And I'm like, no, there's no chance. <laughs> he never victory not lap. had it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's easy to win when you got people like Brando and you're going up, buffing you up the whole time. It's all about manifesting. <laughs> you need your boy. You need your Brando. It's, it's yeah. all about manifesting, right? <laughs> I am here to be everybody's number one fan. You, you go. You get it done. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> on that though, I'm very curious about me and you, Brady, because we're we don't exist in that sphere at all. No, um, <laughs> no. But um, neither one of us are net deckers at all. Like we don't follow the meta for things. Maybe we use EDH Rec just to see what are like the. Most I did e- a few years ago. <clears throat> Like we and to, then, like to see like what are the most useful cards or find cards that maybe we aren't. But like me and you are very like we come up we see a commander or we see a specific card and we just go to building stuff around that. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of bulk, um, especially stuff from obscure sets, and I love using old cards now. Like yeah. I just found I think it's called Life Tap from yeah. like twenty years ago. It's a twenty year old card yeah. for one blue tap target creature, and then you uh, <laughs> add colorless where it's. Uh, um, the mana is, sorry, uh, equivalent to the, the creature's CMC, and that could yeah. be anything. So yeah. I'm like, all right. So I'm using cards like that and like not following the meta behind a lot of the EDH recommended cards because you can, like, oh, you see this this Aristocrats, you guarantee already like 20 cards that a, a standard Aristocrat deck will do. Well, why not just trying to find different cards for the same mechanic and yeah. maybe maybe you can find, <clears throat> and also even power scale your deck a bit better that way as opposed to going to, for the best cards always available. Yeah. And yeah, just finding a near more infinite way to create new decks. Yeah. So I'd be curious. I'd be very curious to see how me and you could do in maybe not necessarily Pioneer, but Pioneer is a great starting off point as well of just like me and you taking what we know about building decks, like how I mm-hmm. went about building Falco because mm-hmm. there was no comparing that. And like, yeah, it's a different substance because Falco was as commander compared to like a very heavily structured format, like Pioneer kind of thing. Um, but with no realm of actually pay- playing against anybody, it was literally just kind of going through the cards, mentally playing it out, kind of using like single player just kind of like hey like test what you can do like faux pas play the deck um i built falco and that deck was (laughs) it's one of my best decks period um so i'd be i'd be curious to see it's like self-imposing a challenge like maybe the december event we decide to enter pioneer Enter or one a pioneer of the challenge and do us a, a homebrew we're not al- yeah exactly homebrew we are not allowed to net deck anything can Dude. we compete with only our own skill like our own mental skill i would adore if we did that i'm still probably going to play the deck i have yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's because it's it's built yeah. and also i mean i guess to segue to one of the other things i wrote down uh, I'm sorry to hog this. For, well, I, I'm the only one that wrote notes, I guess. <laughs> um, fucking, I couldn't. So I was I, tired. I used, I used my prize tickets from winning the Pioneer Challenge mm-hmm. to get a Amonkhet Invocation Cryptic Command, mm-hmm. and then I, like because I, I was like, oh yeah, you're trying to finish that collection. Well, yeah, that's I re- I I said that on a, a two podcasts ago. Where I was like, man, it would actually be pretty cool to finish. Like to collect the whole series because mm-hmm. that was the set that I got into Magic in was Amonkhet and Our Devastation, and well, like first or second pack, I yeah, I ripped uh, 
Yes. This yes. man, his resurgence. That's Mr. Bowlers. But yeah, I, I ripped a an Amonkhet Invocation masterpiece out of the first product I bought, and then I got a a consecrated sphinx from uh, our homie Taylor. Mm-hmm. And then at this event, I have doubled my collection of invocations. I got two more. So I, I got a cryptic command and I got a choke mm-hmm. with just prize tickets. So I should get that mana vault. <laughs> I don't think mana vault <laughs> is in invocate or the, uh, it's one, uh, one of those are it's sorry, in the Kaladesh crypt, ones. Crypt? Yeah. Yeah. Those Meta are crypt. Mana crypt has a, as a print, right? All those artifacts are in the Kaladesh inventions. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not the Amon cat ones. Not the Amon cat. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Aha, I know my cards. They I have, swear. They, they have the similar kind of like orangey vibe to them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, I think that the Kaladesh invocations they're on screen right now. If you're watching YouTube, they're the, fucking most gorgeous magic cards in the world especially in person the foiling on them like the the frame that they have it just lends um, so nicely shout out to Wingbeard who I got yeah. to uh, me and Brando we got to uh, play against him when they came down and mm-hmm. uh, um, I got to play his Chishgora what? oh my goodness the, the dragon um, it was mm-hmm. a fancy deck it every single terrifying. card was foiling or foiled um, yeah. uh, uh, Wingbeard himself was playing the invocation cards and it was just like uh, um, and also one of the sorry not the invocation the Kaladesh mm-hmm. Kaladesh yeah, those are uh, the inventions. edition cards and I was just like <laughs> like you know yeah they look so good live nothing like driving a Cadillac when you didn't when you didn't ask to yeah no like, <laughs> it, it, like we were sitting down and it's like I think I can't remember who I was I think I was playing Miram which even at this point is, isn't my most expensive deck but it's probably close to like an $800 deck um and then you've got Wingbeard over there to call him out for a second. What was it? $15,000? Oh, you going to do him dirty like that? And <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just blip that out. <laughs> we'll just say he spent blip. precious amounts of it's, dollars. It's a Cadillac of a deck. I, I think he, he said it was a Camaro. Yeah, Camaro. Yeah, he said he's like, I'll, I'll basically, I could just trade this deck for a Camaro. <laughs> well, but yeah, so my, my, mission, <laughs> my mission is from here on in... Um, I want to collect the whole set. Mm-hmm. There's 30 in Amonkhet, and then there's 24 in Hour of Devastation. Mm-hmm. I would like to complete the series over however long it takes, but I think I want to try and grind either trades or winning store. Like, I'm going to try and, like, win credit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and win the whole set. Because, I mean, if I wanted to buy it, it's like four grand for all the cards right now. Yep. I looked it up. <laughs> they're they're very expensive. Although the Force of Will, I thought the Force of Will was going to be worth more. It's like 230 bucks Canadian. It's it's expensive, but it's not as bad as I thought. No. The, the like, um, Amon, or the, the Invocation, sorry, the Invention Soul Ring yeah. and, like, the it's Manicurts, hard. those are, like, thousands. Yeah. So. I do got to throw a little bit of shade at you, though, Tanner. Uh-oh. Um, no, 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 not, not, not in the bad way. Just uh, I do not think that the inventions are the best. Ooh, which art. ones do you think are? Are we that's, talking specifically masterpieces? <clears throat> like the that's hard to say, but like yeah, the in, like the masterpiece inventions, like the, the mana crypt, the the soul ring. Um, yeah, I, I do not. My I, like, they, they, they're very nice. I do not think that they're they look that good. I get, yeah, okay, like uh, invocations all day yeah you know what they're they're like mar- very hated too yeah. like a lot of the magic community they consider the Amon Cat ones to be the ugliest ones ever made because you can't fucking read them yeah. I don't know if, if you've ever heard I'll put it on screen right now uh, Hazaret the yeah. Fervent yeah, <laughs> yeah ha- he got a very bad. clever nickname because the Amon Cat invocation of him looks like Hazaret the Pervert <laughs> <laughs> you'll see it on screen right now it is clearly 
pervert yeah. on that card. It is hilarious. Yeah. So it was it was very style like the thing is people people shat all day on the, how those cards looked, yeah. and then recently in the bonus sheet for um, March of the Machine, I mm-hmm. believe it was the bonus sheet. They they decided to do like throwback reprints mm-hmm. of cards like in the Amonkhet ones had the masterpiece mm-hmm. frame, but they did not hieroglyphic lettering in them. They did regular lettering and it looked terrible. Yep. Those were hideous. Yep. To me, that was like, what are you doing? Yep. And also like the the masterpiece ones came in foil and foil only. Yep. When you see them done in non-foil, it was like, yeah, non-foil with English bold comic sans lettering, like yep. ugh, destroy them, destroy oh, yeah. them all. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to say. For me personally, I do think it's a toss up between um, the gilded foils out of Nukapena. They are gorgeous, That's but even e- even of themselves, they feel too much of like a frame to me. Like it's it's the card art, and then just like this super awesome frame. Whereas like the invocations of the masterpieces were kind of like they felt like their own thing. I think yes. I think the oil slick out of oh. out of out of uh, Phyrexia all mm. will be one. We have a few of them here. Well, yeah, you got well, the box there. I've got the basic. We'll show them on screen. On screen, but because the camera's probably not going to pick them up as well. It's well, just showing. Hopefully, the, the camera picks up like. I think some the of them way are that absolutely this gorgeous, looks. but sometimes the detailing does get a little bit lost. Like there's the. Uh, well, I agree. The Raska's uh, Raska the betrayal sting. Yeah, I agree. Really busy. Uh, it's super noisy. I I I was just about to say that too. Yeah, the Vraska still a beautiful card. Um, we played it recently. Yeah, we we played it recently, or I played it recently. I did. I, I don't know if I actually did play it on camera. Um, um, which what are you talking about? Vraska's betrayal sting. No. Um, I don't believe so. I wasn't there. I, I have played a game with it recently, but I have not actually played it, I think, on camera yet. Maybe I will soon. Hold um, on. That would be an Oathbreaker deck? Probably be an Oathbreaker deck. That'd be cool. Well, when when you say you played it, it was just a card in the 99? Well, yeah. right now, yeah. it's oh, Right okay. now, it's just in my Bolas deck, which I think we did record, but I don't think we... No, we talked about it because I was like, Judge, isn't that a Golgari card? And you were like, nah, she's mono black this time. Yeah. And I would, yeah, I was wrong. So. Yeah, we did talk about that. I do think that yeah. we sat down to record an episode and I played it. I just think it was one of the episodes that we potentially lost footage on, which has been a oh, rampant man. problem for us. We For every game that you guys see, there's at least at least one that's oh, yeah. just been scrapped because missing audio or missing video. One of them. Joke's one of, too dark. <laughs> one, of, one of them, and this is going to be a treat for you all. Um, I'm I'm slowly working on it. We lost only the side footage of uh, oh yeah of of uh, Brady and our friend Oz, but we have all the audio. We have the top cam. We have the other side of the table. So I'm I'm working on drawing sketches, and we're just gonna kind of like rough animate, animate their side of it. It's it's gonna be a work in progress, but it's yeah. hilarious. Early two thousands uh, newground <laughs> style. <laughs> Choppiness. I'm sure something's gonna be. It's gonna be very basic. <laughs> I'm dedicated to getting that episode out because it's a great game. It's not, it won't be much, but it'll be honest work, you know. Yeah, like it's a great game. Um, I actually think that is the game where I played the Vraska because I'm pretty sure I was playing my Nicobolus Commander mm. and it was in there. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I was not a part of that game because yeah. I, I remember hearing that there was some shenanigans in that game. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'm pretty sure that was it because I just. What happens when you've got all of the Staxi Planeswalkers on the battlefield and you're proliferating all of them every turn, like, two times each? You make <laughs> friends. You make... <laughs> no, you don't. I made no friends that day. I mean, you're playing Bolas. Bolas has no friends. It's true. He, he, it's it's kind of sad when you think about it. 
maybe he, he wouldn't deserve be, pity. Maybe well, no, 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 <laughs> not pity. But you know, maybe he wouldn't be so evil if he had some friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. All he, the lorists out there being like, yeah, he's pretty much evil kind yeah. of from the beginning. Wasn't yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. A little bit. He, he came. He 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 hatched from the egg, ready to kill everybody. Yeah, he chose violence out of the egg right away. Yep. Yep. Which uh, one of these days, if you guys find find uh, a means of getting it, or you see it in shops or sort of thing, there's the secret lair. Uh, I think Nicobol is the Dragon God. Um, it's 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 the secret lair art where it's baby him and baby Ugin having freshly hatched from their right. eggs. Yep. I'm so right here. I want that card. I need that card so badly. Well, let's see <clears throat> how much it sells for, Brandon. We could. Uh, I mean, you recently bought me a, the the Itali that I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. A nice little gift to my boy because I love this to spoil these two right here on yeah, screen. The cereal um, box. The cereal box. Oh my Secret god. Secret Lair Itali, which is just, it's so funny. Dude, my it's favorite part is like right under, it says four red red at the top, and then underneath it says per one cup serving. Yeah. <laughs> like it's everything about that card is just amazing. It's, it's so good. Oh. Okay, let's see. We're going to go Nicole Bolas. Uh, what would you, it would be Secret Lair? Yeah. Secret lair. Let's see what the uh, what the card costs. Uh, here it is. It is nine ninety nine. Hundred bucks? No. Oh, ten bucks. It's only ten bucks. What? It's, okay, we're is getting it this one. one. Yeah. This one doesn't have Ugin on it. Oh no, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it does. Yeah, it's baby bowls and baby Ugin. Little chibis. Fresh, fresh hatched yeah. from the eggs. This one is. Uh, it says one available, and it is ten dollars. Where is there? it? Uh, where? Where is it? This is Card Kingdom. Oh. Although, oh, hold on. We gotta have a word here. <clears throat> All right. Card Kingdom, the you, Card Kingdom, you have a <laughs> lot of people who like to shout out goodwill to you, and you are a phenomenal online shop. However, yeah, we, I got some words. Um, I use Card Kingdom primarily for for ages, and shout out to Loading Ready Run. They're, they are sponsored by them, and they constantly say, you know, sh- fastest shipping. Like you want your cards fast, go to Card Kingdom. Now I'm starting to realize that they have a bias and an advantage being in Victoria, True. which is nestled right right there next to Seattle. Why is it? It's I still don't have my cards. Like I ordered uh, my the rest of the cards for my mono red prowess for this pioneer tournament August thirty first. The tournament wasn't until September twenty ninth, and it is now October fifth as we record this. I still don't have those cards. It's like five weeks, and I don't know what's going on. You know the funny thing is is I've ordered two orders from face to face because I pivoted to the Boros heroic deck. <laughs> I ordered from Montreal. They get here in. Four to five days. Yeah, I don't get it. Montreal is three times the the distance. Montreal is so much further away, and it comes in a week, three times the distance. Well, what's happening, Seattle? Well, <laughs> now that we've uh, locked in our spot of never being sponsored by Card Kingdom, <laughs> um, yep, I do. I, I will. Well. I will give them a little bit of a little bit of defense on that because even if they are just like right over the the border for Seattle, um, I think the like cards Victoria, got lost. Um, well, yeah, whether they got lost in shipping is a whole other thing. Shipping between the states and Canada is still so screwed since COVID. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what someone in the chain of, of command or, or the, the process is doing. Like, those cards have not been moving, right? They're sitting somewhere. They're just being untouched, which is insane. Yeah. Do you have them tracked? No, I just, that's the thing is like, mm. if I, I go for the free option of shipping, yeah. which isn't even free. I think it's... I think it's a minor cost, yeah. but it's it yeah, says it'd be import fees. It does say up to twenty one business days, yeah. which is crazy. I believe is what it said. But face to face, I is zero dollars shipping. Anything over twenty five bucks is just free shipping, and it comes in four or five days. Yeah, it's like amazing. Yeah, 
So yeah, and yeah. then I'll give a quick little shout out to um, pseudo local uh, Edmonton. You said or Sherwood Park? Sherwood Park, just yeah. outside of Edmonton. Aether Flux Games. Aether. Uh, I'm. They're no, famous Aether for Vault. Pitches, Aether, they, right? Aether, Aether Vault, Vault. Games. Uh, my one buddy steered me to them a few years ago when I was having a problem looking for Druid of Purification on the screen. Great card. Throw it in any green deck where ETB matters. Um, every single time I've ever had to like find cards or get cards and either face-to-face, -face, Card Kingdom, even the local card shop sort of thing have been out. And there's been a few where just for some reason everybody is out. Like even cards that are older and just like nobody's playing this card anymore. Why 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 doesn't it exist in any of these stores? Aetherval Games, y'all always have had my back. Even even the uh, yeah yeah well the cereal box Atali that cereal box Atali because uh, it's hasn't been in stock on Face to Face or Card Kingdom. And Brandon was like, yeah, you'll probably find it on this Aether Vault. And I went and looked, and they had one foil and one non-foil. And I was like, dude. And yep. then, yeah, you just uh, – we were sharing screens, and you just, I saw your cursor go over and just add to cart. And you just <laughs> like, we're snapping this off right now. Now, this place is famous for its carrier pigeons, correct? <laughs> I, I would just – they must be like carrier eagles because hot damn. <laughs> Peregrine, ah! Peregrine falcons. Yeah. No, they've – yeah. Aether Vault, if you guys are watching, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> uh, we're not even in your city, but do it anyways. Hey. Um, yeah, you guys always have like – I don't know how you guys are so magical compared to every other card shop in Calgary as, as well as just all of the shops online. You guys have never, you never done me wrong. You've always had everything I'm looking for. Like you are the first place that I go to now when I'm trying to build, like like trying to collect cards because it's like if, if the weird stuff that I know other places doesn't have, you guys always have it. It's amazing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out to Aethervault Games. Aethervault. And those... Amazing carrier pigeons. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, shout out to, I guess, uh, Matt Caster Mage. He was at the show as well, the face to face tour. He was one of the featured content creators. I didn't know he was from Calgary. Mm -hmm. He did uh, his most recent video that came out today was basically him walking and like tipping his hat to ev all of the different Calgary stores, mm -hmm. like Phoenix Comics, Ogre's Den, um, Imaginary Wars, mm -hmm. just going and buying a pack from each store and just like shouting out his local community. And that's just awesome. And I, I love seeing that stuff. Yep. So I, I tip my hat to you, sir. Yeah, I kind of wish I had actually recorded it now. I kind of did the same thing. I went to all of the card shops that were set up at the face-to-face -face event, and I kind of picked through looking for a few specific cards, but, like, I tried to stop by all of them and, like, grab something out of all of them. Just, like, might as well while it's there. Also, just kind of, like, you know, always support your local LGSs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. They are, I mean, for, like, yeah, like, for us to have, it's nice to have the face-to-face -face tour roll through a couple times a year, but uh, outside of that, if I want to go play Pioneer, if I want to do anything like it mm -hmm. they they do a lot to stay open and to profit and yeah spend money at your local game store it doesn't you don't have to go buy packs if you don't think buying sealed product is a good thing just buy something go yeah. buy chips support the communities lays dill pickle or are fire just yeah. go buy some <laughs> yeah, chips. Just lays, dill pickle. <laughs> lays sponsor us yeah, lays. <laughs> uh what else we got on our list here um yeah, so we talked about ordering the mono red prize, prowess cards. Um, da, 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 da. CCO patron Airbnb. CCO patron. Yeah, I put that down because I was listening to. Yeah, I'll shout out the Commander Cookout podcast again. Ah, that's right. Yes. Listened to their most recent recent episode today, which was their Vegas breakdown because they had just previously been at Magic on Vegas, and it was their like we're about to go to Calgary. We're going to record this in advance because I got they've been super busy. I like Ryan. I think is it Brad. <laughs> Ryan, so good right now. God, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we share a brain cell. Yeah, we're we're, we're using one Between collective three, brain cell right it's, now. It's a, it's hard work. I think it was Ryan. Um, yeah, he was saying that he hadn't seen his his little guy in like two weeks mm-hmm. because of just like been on the road doing these tours. Um, anyway, there this re- most recent episode, I just recommend listening to it because apparently, like, just the the, the tomfoolery that these guys get up to has just made me fall in love with them so much. They they have a patron only Discord, and basically, what, like when they go to cons or they go to these things they gather up any any of their patrons that want to share an airbnb mm-hmm. they just oh, basically cool. like stock the beer with like or the, the fridge with hundreds of beers and they just rent an airbnb big enough with like a pool in it and they just it's debauchery awesome. it's absolute debauchery and awesome i literally like today i was just like i'm convinced on this podcast alone i'm going to be one of your newest patrons yeah <laughs> you know what? i just want to like tag along with these these ruffians and and go to a con with them <laughs> i mean we could we could adapt easily enough that does not sound like it's hard yeah. i mean we'll, we'll we'll get to stuff like that too right now our discord is open so if you want to get in there when we eventually do do our patreon we're not sure when we're going to start that we're hoping to sooner rather than later um we will probably at least have a section to that that'll be kind of patreon access only um, as for now, though, if you are seeing this and you want to potentially hop in for games or see when we eventually do start doing some of our like arena or spell table live stream kind of stuff, uh, yeah. we've got our Discord open. You can find it through our link tree, which yeah. is on all of our pages, our Facebook, our YouTube, wherever you're watching this, you'll be able to find our link tree through our stuff. Or if you're one of the many few, the, the many few that have one of our... Uh, our business cards, the uh, QR code. Actually, we'll slap the QR code on the screen right, right here. There. If you haven't already found it and it's easier for you to do that, go hit that. You can find all of our uh, all of our social media. Um, and yeah, come join the Discord. <clears throat> We're, we need to get better at being on there, but we are on pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, one thing that I guess I've seen on other podcasts was a great idea. If you leave us a, like a, a review on Spotify, like which, which really helps us because we do have the podcast on Spotify. Mm-hmm. If you leave a review there, we will, uh, I mean, this is dangerous, but we'll read whatever you say Oh yeah. on oh, the yeah. podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> also just send us some of your ideas. If there's any topics in mind that you guys want us to go over kind of stuff, let us know. Yeah. Drop that in the we're comments. Let, yeah. Absolutely receptive to anything that you have to say to us. Yeah. Yeah. We're focused on trying to build this community as much as we are trying to network with everybody else. Yeah, and like the face-to-face tour was great, man. It really felt like getting the project out there and like visible, yeah. especially in it in town, like in our local community. But man, I want to go to other cons. I, oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait till the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess you got anything else? So I think we should kind of discuss some upcoming nonsense that's me Ooh. and you specifically, Brady, are very stoked for. Mm-hmm. Yes. Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who is on the way. We're... I th- I don't even know the actual time scale. I think we're only a few weeks out from the actual release of it. It might be less than that. Um, let me look it up. Yeah, I heard I was... We've got some interesting new play styles, and I'm very concerned in its own right that d- the Doctor Who decks are going to do what... A lot has been done over Commander and Magic over the last couple of October years. October 13th. Oh, that yeah, is so, coming up so fast. Yeah, so that's that's within a week. Within a week from now. Um, yeah. Doctor Who and the cards within the sealed products look like they're going to... Every deck looks like it's just filled with nukes. It's just nukes upon nukes. Yo, there's one card that I would like to talk about. I'll let you keep going, but there's one that I think is going to... Oh, no, pop. a mistake. Yeah, no, oh, pop off, dude. <clears throat> I think it's called Everybody Lives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I believe it's a white card. You want to look that up? We'll get it on the screen right now. Yeah. Um, people are worried about uh, what 
like the fact that like why why print this in a thing that you can't you basically can't fucking reprint. It's basically just like a better to fairies protection. Ooh, all creatures gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Players gain hexproof until the end of turn. Players can't lose life this turn, and players can't lose the game or win the game this oh, turn. Oh no! For two mana instant, that oh, is. Oh no! I love that. Oh no! It's it's a great card, but it's also like it's going to be legal in Legacy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be legal in all these. I think it's it's going That's to bad. be. That's bannable. That's it, it's going to be ridiculous because it's two. It's one and a white instant. Yeah. On a Nisocron Scepter? Basically just turns the turn off. So you can gain infinite life. Yeah. Because it says players can't lose life this turn. But basically everything, you just shut off the turn and... It's like Teferi's Protection, but one mana cheaper. I think it's Teferi's Protection for everybody. It's very bannable, but I see this... I I see this causing more fun than it being like... No, you know, you, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a play oh, panel, okay. play pattern. That's not gonna be fun. Okay. Uh, CEDH or any other place that you want to play Thassa's yeah. Oracle into demonic consultation in response to oh, the trigger, yeah. oh, everybody yeah. lives. Oh, yeah. Nothing fucking happens. You just exiled your deck. Yeah. It's it's like an anti, which maybe maybe that's what they did it for, but it's like oh. an anti anti Thoracle, right? You yeah. you pop your, your you do your whole combo, pop off Thoracle, and like the crazy part about Thassa's Oracle is even if you counter it, the trigger still hits the stack and you still get the win. Yep. Yeah. So this is like the thing that that's, slides in and it's like, boop, you're dead. That's probably why they did print it then. It's a Icarus flies too close to the sun. Okay, I'm getting emotional reading this this flavor <laughs> text. So everybody lives, Rose, just this once. Everybody, everybody lives. lives. The ninth doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I still don't know how to I, I still don't know how to feel about it. We talked about it on a couple podcasts ago of like just all of the new sets coming out and our thoughts on it. I love Doctor Who. I love Magic the Gathering. I think what they've done with the cards, because I love Almost every single card out of this, out of almost every single one is like just a good card. Every single one looks like it's just going to add so much power to every conceivable deck out there. Do we know the price of this product? So far, and I was surprised by this because I was looking at this this morning. um, All of the prices are basically set so far towards what the standard prices were before the whole MSRP debacle. Um, I was looking at them. Almost all of them were what sixty four Canadian, um, which is pretty on average with like the actual regularly priced commander stuff over the last few years. Outside of like, like Lord of the Rings, we saw a couple of the decks starting to reach over a hundred dollars, and they weren't that good. Like I get the whole like it was an over. I, it, it was the one ring that kind of hyperinflated that. But even just like the sealed commander decks, yeah. it wasn't. I don't think those decks were warranted. You were spicy about the... Uh, yeah, I got Galadriel. Uh, the yeah, the Simic deck. Right? Yeah, I got Galadriel. And it's not a bad deck. It's a very... <laughs> it's, it's not a bad deck, but so much of... So so you, there's like five different cards that you can use the general in the deck. One of them is Gandalf, um, the Simic Gandalf. And there's only like five cards in the deck that are mana value five or greater, Gandalf being one of them. And Gandalf's whole thing is if you cast a spell that costs five or greater, everybody reveals the top card of their library. If it's a if it shares a type with the spell you're casting, copy that spell. Like it's a great card. It has no business being in a precon that has next to no five drops. Like it just, oh, interesting. Yeah, like, whenever you cast a spell with mana, va- uh, mana value five or greater, each opponent reveals the top card of the library. If any of those cards share a card type with that spell, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy, and each opponent draws a card. Mm, Otherwise, you, you may draw or you draw a card. Yeah, like it's a great card, but when there's only five other spells in a com- 
like constructed precon like that would be really cool to make into a its own authentic deck 100%. yeah and that's what i feel like most of the lord of the rings constructed decks were is it's like these are great cards to build other decks with by themselves i bought it for like 70 dollars because that's what it was basically running as. like yeah what it was running as and then the sauron deck was like 120 when i went to go buy that and i walked into the shop to go pick up like one of the decks and they were actively raising the prices that i literally asked uh, like the, the lgs that i was at be like can i snag this before you up the price and like he they, they did me the solid of letting me but it's like it, it doesn't make sense this these decks were way too hyperinflated. where it's like the doctor who and i'm hoping it doesn't happen because as it stands, the Doctor Who decks are set to be like regularly priced. Yeah, Doctor so Who's a lot more obscure than Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings uh, is pop cultural cornerstone. Yeah, you know, like whereas Doctor Who might be for some people, but it's not nearly as su- successful as Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, on Amazon right now, there you can buy the lot, the four of them for two hundred and fifty American. Yeah, it's about standard, right? So they're like so seventy-five li- bucks American each, right? Okay, so that's that's inflated a little bit. Then I wonder about that too, because I was. It might have been like last minute upage just from today because when I was looking at prices, I was More seeing spoilers coming out. I was I was seeing them. Uh, well, I think we're end of spoiler season now. I'm pretty sure all, everything's been. I think I think I think basically everything's been spoiled. A week out, it'd be hard to imagine. True. Like, all, the, the entire deck lists are on the actual Wizards website. Right. Um, yeah, they're, they're, it looks like they're priced at seventy or sixty five dollars each American on Amazon. Can we just uh, jump back real quick to Everybody Lives? Why couldn't, yeah. they, why couldn't they have put Exile, Everybody Lives, after you cast it? You know what I mean? Oh, so that you can't they, just recur it? Yeah. They should have. <laughs> that's they, the one they, thing they, they, that's they the really one thing they could have yeah. done, and oh it would have been fine. Yeah. Wait, does that go under an Isochron Scepter? That's what I mean. Isochron Scepter, <laughs> it's a two-drop instant. Yeah. That's broken. Yeah. Like, that is such a big mistake. That's like Paradox Engine. <laughs> Wait, is, so, is Isochron Scepter two, CMC 2 or less? 2 or less, yeah. 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 Instant. God damn. What are you guys thinking? Like, I the problem is that this is printed in a supplementary product. Yeah. That is like, so from what I've heard, they only have a certain like window of years that they can print this product yeah. before the license of the IP expires and then yeah. they can't. So like after that, they essentially have to, the, the thing is, I guess it's, it's got Doctor Who, Who art. Yeah. I, they, they probably could just print it in another set somehow. Well, I mean. It's not like it's the ninth Doctor. Yeah. Right. It's. It's well, everybody like, lives. It could be in a different set. Even even if they were, especially what we've seen out of other secret lair product is something like it shows that they absolutely can because I don't think they've done it yet, but Wizards has been vocal about their reprinting. They either have reprinted, I don't think they have, or they're very soon reprinting um, in proper like magic lore. In universe versions. In, in universe versions of the uh, Walking Dead cards. Yeah, they which, did actually. The, the one... I, I don't know if all of them were in Wilds of Aldrain, but I know that the mono white, yeah. like Rick yeah. or whatever, the one that was... Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, no, yeah. They're just, they're, they're, because it was the whole debacle of those cards were printed, and if you didn't get the secret lair, you were hooped. Yeah, they, Nobody they had access to them, them other than whoever had the secret lair. Um, so they're reprinting those in, like, in-game, so it's not going to be like Rick or... Or Negan. Well, it's, they, uh, they already did um, that with the uh, Friends Forever, right? They had those characters specifically, and it made sense because they yeah. obviously had nothing to do with the Stranger Things universe. Because that's what I, for a second there, I just made a face. I'm yeah. like, I don't want there to be a walking dead world. Like, yeah. is that what I'm picking up right now? But no, yeah. no. It's, woo! <laughs> I, would, I, would, I, would, I would say first, they're going to give this like a year 
and then they're gonna ban it. Well, they're gonna they're gonna print it. They're gonna sell the fuck. They're out gonna of see it. how it goes, and then they'll ban it. Yeah. Just like Hellbreacher. I don't think it's even like a. They're gonna see how it goes. Like when we got Lamitri, the Is It Otter banned on like the Lutri? day Lutri. Lutri. Yeah, yeah. Banned before release. <laughs> well, it makes sense. It. I I, I it understand their their reasoning on that because it basically could have because the only companion requirements for that card as it's on screen right now was. You, you have play a singleton. Deck. You yeah. just play singleton. Yeah. You you can't have multiples of each of cards in your deck. Great for great draft mechanic. Awesome draft mechanic because it, you you actually have to like look at your pool and be like, oh, I did draft three of these or two of these, and I might have to cut one or two. Yeah, as a companion or a commander, suddenly yeah. you're like, ooh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but they they did that because it it would have been for any deck that had red and blue in it, it would have been a free eighth card in your opening hand, mm-hmm. and fork. It it was like. It was just an unfair advantage for just one selection of colors as opposed to the other ones. Mm-hmm. Design no one of the most r- cutest cards. Oh, God. I know. All the otters that they've made and are so good. And then they did Yeah. And then we got a new otter in uh, Wilds of Eldraine. Yep. What, is it Thieving Otter? Or, oh, sorry. What's it called? It, it's on the screen right now. It's it's cute as hell. While Brady looks that up. Yeah, I, I give it a year, and they're either going to ban it or they're going to do in, potentially an in-universe reprint in a few years. Yeah. Um. One thing that I do think, and I don't know whether it's Wizards or whether it's the Hasbro influence that's going off on it, um, they might not touch it, and we might not really see any more ban lists updates properly to things like Commander. Because at this point, I kind of feel like they're just really leaning into the the community has been so vocal the last few years yeah. about turn zero that I think they're just kind of steering. It's just like, no, if we just keep dropping nuke after nuke after nuke, everybody's got a weapon of mass destruction. It's up to you guys to decide what is fair or what's not. Because it's like, if we're looking at that and considering that band, why haven't we gone back and have like a Winter's Orb band? See, it's one of I, the most universally hated yeah. cards on the table. I don't think that that card is going to catch a ban because no. it's not... Like it's it's solid. Yeah. The problem is that it's a very very capable, very dynamic, very competitive Ab- card. Abusable. So it'll it'll command a price that like to Teferi, to protection before it got reprinted a few times. Yeah, was a sixty dollar, eighty dollar card. Eighty dollars yeah. easy, right? Yeah. I think that that card is going to sit at eighty bucks. And the problem is it's that's the floor, and it's never going until unless they figure out a way to reprint it. It's going to just keep climbing. Well, it depends. Um, I'm not. Is it just the commander decks that we're getting for the Doctor Who? I believe I think so. It's just going to be so. like the, the Universes Beyond, I think, yeah. is, is very much just like because Warhammer was Universes Beyond. Right? Yes, well, but, so but Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings, Rings was, was too. Lord of the Rings, and we got the oh, There's different of styles of Universes Beyond sets. Demand. Um, I know that Demand, the Final Fantasy one, we talked about this a couple episodes ago or whatever. Yeah. The Final Fantasy one is going to get the Lord of the Rings treatment. It's going to be a full draftable booster oh. set. Yeah. Oh, I cannot yeah. wait for that. So I can't, I, can't Im- like, I, I can't imagine. Like, we'll see, because one of the things that happened with uh, the Warhammer decks is they printed the Warhammer decks, and some of them were like bought out immediately kind of thing like there was no stock so they reprinted yeah, that after the fact i don't think we're going to see that card like we it'll, it'll probably be pricey but i don't think we're going to hit that metric with it because i think see there's the going to be right now. so yeah i think that it existing in a precon and how widespread those precons are going to be like of course it's going to be expensive um but if it becomes too much of an issue like, they're just going to do what they did with Warhammer. Because that was the exact same thing. Is the Warhammer decks got bought out, and there was such a surge of people wanting these cards and couldn't get it because no more product was, that they f- basically <laughs> forced Wizard's wallet into opening again 
to sell, a, like to reprint more, or not reprint, but print more of the, the Warhammer decks, um, which I hate. I wish you guys kind of had gatekept that a little bit, sorry, because uh, my, uh, my Grayson Starn search foil, you cut his price in half and now what the fuck? I'm so <laughs> mad at that. I, I spent so much. I actually spent way more fucking money than I should have on those goddamn decks. We all did. And you just legitimately devalued them for no reason. For, for demand. For no, from goddamn, demand, for no goddamn reason. That was from demand. So funny enough, this actually says, I mean, there's no actual like sale history because the card yeah. hasn't uh, gotten it into anybody's hands. Card Kingdom has it at 20 bucks. TC Bleach, TCG Player Mid has it 34.98. Yeah. 35 American. Yeah. Is like $9,000 Canadian. I don't know. Yeah. That's 40, $42. It'd be close to 50 bucks, I think, Canadian. Yeah, depending. I think we're 73 cents on their dollar right now. I think, I don't I don't know if I want to buy, well, geez, like 34 Canadian and the deck is 70. It's like half the price of the deck in that one card. All I know is I, $46. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with, with this product because I feel I know I'm buying some of the Doctor Who stuff. I was kind of leaning towards. Um, uh, can we pull up the deck lists? Because uh, there was, there was the most famous. Like there was the the Doctor's famous villains. Deck uh, lists. Yeah, we, we have Paradox Power, which contain. Yeah, we have Paradox Power, uh, which is Tamir, green, red, blue. Um, which contains Doctors 12 and 13, and then a bunch like their companions and all that stuff. We have Timey Wimey, which is blue, red, white, uh, that contains the Doctor cards, Doctors 9, 10, and 11. Uh, we have Masters of Evil, which I'm most excited for, for a lot of the cards oh, out of there. That's the one I'm buying. There's, there's like, like the Missy card is so broken it's i'm i'm excited to abuse that card but i don't know when i buy it because i've got three decks of that color now and i just i <laughs> i keep um well, you don't want to exterminate exterminate destroy <laughs> this battle well, no, because that was the thing is i was planning on getting it because missy is the perfect artifact tribal commander and i think it's going to take over and become i'm going to get nissi at, or yeah yeah missy at least and turn her in the commander for what was my armix deck we're just going to put Armix into the 99, and that's going to turn into my new Necron deck, where it's Missy, Ooh, Miss versus Crossover. Cy Cybermen, Daleks, and Necrons all working in tandem to ruin your life. That's pretty. I will give that all to you. That right? What was that? What was that YouTube thing? The Ultimate Dest Fighters of Destiny? Oh, the Ultimate Showdown? The Ultimate Showdown, yeah. The that's Ultimate what I'm Showdown of, of Ultimate Destiny. Um, <laughs> link to that video in the description below. Oh my god! Uh, that, go that, watch it. It's one of the timeless classics yeah. of the early internet. Back when the internet was a lawless wasteland. Yep. Very good. Lawless. Um, and then last on that is we have Blast from the Past, which is the one I think I'm going to. Yeah, because I don't have a Bont deck yet. Uh, green, white, blue. And for the last one, Blast from the Past contains the first eight Doctors, which seems weirdly like more potent than the rest. You're getting a couple of like the famous characters out of the other ones. And then you've got all of the first eight doctors in that deck. Um, are they good though? All of the cards are pretty good. If, if the decks themselves don't stand alone, very good. Every single card I've seen on like the list that isn't just reprints, uh, to fill out like the commander format. Um, every single card is fucking phenomenal. 
Fuego. Like they do, they do just amazing things, Fire. or they synergize. Like there's the River Song card right here that oh, works I, perfect with Falco because it's just extra top depth ma manipulation and like getting the bottom of the deck shenanigans. Yeah. What, what does it do? Do we have it? Let's pull it up. Let's I haven't actually seen it. River Song MTG. Bam. All right, listen to this. You draw cards from the bottom of your library rather than the top. It's Whenever an creature. opponent scries, mm -hmm. surveils, or searches their library, put a 1 1 counter on River Song. That River Song deals damage to that player equal to its power. So I, I can see this being a really cool Shalai and Halar style uh, mechanic deck with in, in a Zet, which I think is super cool. Mm -hmm. Super, super cool. Yep. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that was the same one. That is also very cool, because um, especially if you're doing top deck manipulation and then you get to sit back and you're like, okay, I draw cards from the bottom of my library, and then you also get to cast free things from the top of your library, you basically just, you're, 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 you, you have so much advantage of just running things in such a cyclical nature. It's like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter where your cards are, you're finding them. Um, no, there was another River Song, I thought. Oh, maybe not. Hmm? Oh, no, 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 what is it? Uh, oh, crap, who was it? I think it might have been the other Rose Tyler. Anyways, there was another card that was basically just, because uh, I really wanted it, too, to put into my Alundo deck. And it's basically whenever you cast, it's whenever you cast um, a spell from anywhere other than your hand. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, because it has, like, a suspend theme. It was, it was basically a suspend. Um uh, the pseudo suspend. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, what are you, were you time talking? Time or is it time paradox? They're, they're they're basically bringing back suspend and time counters in this set in a really cool way, where it's like it's not the same thing, but it synergizes with it. Uh, Interesting. I'll look this up while uh, you tell us about your experience because we kind of glossed over it off of. Our off of the face to face, face, face to face, yeah. yeah Our I boy here the shit out of that. was ran solo from the two of us on the Sunday. Tell yes. us about some of your experiences there while I find this. Well, Friday I showed up, um, full of life and cheer, and it was a good time. Uh, I met some cool folks. Uh, uh, we went on picnics. Um, there was this very lovely elven child who uh, uh, taught me the ways of their people. And okay, so uh, no, seriously, no, no, I had a great time. I was there as primarily as a personality. Um, Brandon was uh, largely supporting Tanner while I kind of just uh, represented our crew here in Calgary. And then um, Saturday, um, having uh, survived uh, Tanner's wife's birthday, um, showed Sorry. up very, 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 very uh, tired, but made the most of it. Got to hang out with Wingbeard. What's up, Nick? Um, and then uh, from there, we basically kind of had the rest of the evening to do whatever, so we left. But then Sunday, I, sh I showed up again. And this time, it was really about networking and really, you know, kind of making up for the last lack of momentum that I had on Saturday. And yeah, I got to hang out with uh, Into the 99. Um, had some incredibly spicy games with uh, um, with Emery. Had literally, we were vibing playing against uh, Dan and Roth. Roth? 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 No, y'all were seriously proper senpais. Like we were learning so much along the way there. Super, super cool. Um, got to really sit down and uh, they showed us their uh, um, tech, uh, tech setup. I was just really, really impressed. Yeah, it, uh, their setup looks pretty interesting. I love the fact, like, I would, would love to, and we've been talking about this for a year now, about moving uh, towards having somebody running tech and switching cameras live. Yeah. Because and, uh, it saves hours and of And they editing. do, and it's yeah. amazing. Um, literally, 
absolutely impressed with what they were doing. Yeah. And also they're all about sharing in, in uh, with the community. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially with that's one of our modus operandi. That's just like, okay, well, let's see what we can't do with each other in the future. So it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Honestly, that one uh, that one hour or so that I was on their uh, live stream, I think really did wonders for our algorithm. So ex- expect some really cool collaborations going forward with other yeah. uh, Calgary-based content creators. Did you happen to catch where they're from? Um, they're Calgary. Calgary Are they based. Calgary? Yeah, Damn. 100%. Okay. So yeah, like Matt Caster's Calgary, Wizards of the North was Calgary, Into the 99 is Calgary, the CCO guys were Saskatoon. Yeah, Saskatoon. Yeah. That's whatever. Like, Still close enough. This is awesome. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like getting out there to that event, like, mm-hmm. again, thank you so much face-to-face for the hustle, man. Like putting oh, yeah. on, I, I know what event production is like. Me and my wife do it on, on the side as well. And damn, that was a good one. It, it was, was great. It was hella, 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 hella good one. It <laughs> oh, was, you got you five know, hellas. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, there were some moments there, like with the amount of people, because I was not expecting the kind of buzz and, and commotion around me. You know, like I, I have ADHD and I got real, real uh, overstimulated um, here and there. And I ended up having to wear my, uh, my super cool steampunk shades, which have like little like berries on the side. So I was able to f- kind of feel safe, but with the amount of noise going around, it was crazy. And the, and the, en- the competitive energy is intoxicating and if anything yeah no there was moments where when we were playing because we uh i did a uh just uh what do you even call it again we were using our voucher just like a voucher game yeah just playing uh through uh commander cookout uh, commander cookout um i won that game uh, Mm -hmm. which is pretty sweet but the entire time and brandon was like calm down my boy because i was was like i want to win oh yeah he was was, was no i'm gonna win and i did and i won and i was (laughs) it felt so good doing that you know so that was my little claim to fame was was making a nuisance of myself out there yeah yeah all right, for a little timey-wimey nonsense in theme of Doctor Who. Yeah, the card I was thinking of, and I'm a dum-dum okay. because it's literally one of the box legendaries uh, for oh, the uh, for face the, card. Yeah, one of the oh yeah, one of the box legendaries for the decks. It's the Thirteenth Doctor. Oh, you're which not is, lying. Which is probably it, it, it's broken in his Falco deck. Um, whenever you cast a spell from anywhere other than <laughs> your hand, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. <laughs> um, and then at like. the beginning of your end step, untap each creature you control with a counter on it. That is terrifying. Well, I would like to note that the ability is called Team TARDIS, yeah, and yeah. TARDIS is in capital letters. That's because TARDIS <laughs> is an acronym from the show. It's the oh, name okay, of, that of makes the sense. ship. It's time and relative dimension in space. It is, it is, it is the acronym because I his, didn't ship, know that. his ship is bigger on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yes, it or is. Or their uh, ship now. What's that called? It's uh, liminal space. Is the concept? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We're that that is going to literally potentially just win me the game. Yeah. Yeah. That and slippery bog bonder in that deck is fucked. And to have each creature you control with a counter on it—that's yeah. insane. Well, yeah. go out to your local game store right now, or on your phone, or whatever. Pre-order these decks if you want them. Yeah. Like, they cannot understate that everything coming out of these decks is either going to boost everything that you're already playing with, or probably play just f- her- like amazing out right out of the box. They will be fun no matter what. I mean, yeah. yeah, don't don't take don't listen to my Amazon bullshit from before. Go to your local game store. Yeah. <laughs> I was just checking prices. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I guess do we want to move this towards a resolution? Yeah, I think, I think uh, so. We've got one one final uh, one. One to, final note. Well, a solemn note for today's podcast. Well, yeah, well maybe we do that. Uh, how do we do this? We want to we want to shout out all of our our artists and stuff, but we yeah. also want to Let's do the artists first. Yeah. Okay. So we like we should do this every episode. We haven't been doing it every episode. Uh, mad thanks go to our local homies um, that have helped us with like making music that we use and animations that we mm-hmm. use. Uh, like Ben Leonard, man. Like 
if you if you've heard of Chamblau Music Festival, basically like the pagoda stage, most of what you see up on that stage is created by him, and he was kind enough to legend to give us some of his time and make some of the cool stuff that we've been using on our videos. Um, Secret Pixel mm-hmm. is uh, who we went through is a animation studio that did our little intro with the little rogue going through the passage. Mm-hmm. Rogue's Passage, get it? Mm-hmm. Get it? Yeah. Shout out to my bro, Eric Aguilar, <laughs> a.k.a. Grey Matters. Absolutely love your music, bro. And Grey absolutely. Matters and Tetris Sound. And Tetris Sound, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was the, he's the one who is our theme music for our actual like intro-outro. Um, and soon yep. to be showcasing a bunch of his music in our episodes now. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, well, through I'm, Tetris Sound. Yeah. Right. The Versus is the track that we use for the podcast yeah. uh, that you'll hear... Um, at the end of this one, I don't know. Maybe this one's going to have a weird ending because we're going to do a, a, you know, not a normal ending. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not how a normal, not a normal ending. But, um, and then the biggest of shout outs to Long Walk Short Doc. Dave oh, King, yeah. baby, we love you. He is such a phenomenal person. and He's it's, okay, actually. He's, how dare you? He's kind of um, rude. <laughs> Very mean. Yeah. Uh, he's just he's he's just probably one of the most amazing people to see perform live oh. if you get the chance. Oh yeah. The energy, honestly. Yeah. I've um, I've never missed a show of him ever being in our city. To and anybody out there in the world who's not Canadian and Calgarian or in from you know the, our area, like try to make a point of seeing him live. A yeah. rock star. He is on. He's on levels uh, of energy and charisma and the performance is just always amazing. Yeah. He's on SoundCloud amazing. and I love his SoundCloud stuff too. His SoundCloud stuff is a little artsy, like his kind of artsy. It's not this kind of same thing that he plays live a lot of the time. No, when he's it's always when, different live. Yeah. yeah, it's always yeah. different live. When he when he lives, it is it is probably the most fun I've ever had oh, it's at in, live it's events. Insane. Every single time. Yeah, Callie and I booked him for our Halloween show that's November 4th. So if you are in Calgary or local, come on down to the Halloween, like to Fright Night. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't know who Long Walk Short Duck is, you will when you leave. Yeah. Special <laughs> shout out to his albums, uh, Bigger Fish Frying and Casualty. Mm-hmm. Those, especially Casualty is like one of, I think his, his, his uh, Casualty, album, I think right? was his debut, like proper album, yeah. Yeah, High Expectations, shout out to that. Or, yeah. you know, for Bigger Fish Frying, um, pretty much the whole album. Yep. Yeah. Just, it's my Bible. It's one of the top three albums of my life. He's so. the man. Thanks, yeah. Dave. Love you. Yeah, he's been he's been our, our just, just for the sanctity of it, he's been the one who's been, or it's all of his ambient stuff that's been on all of our episodes so far, which is... So go back to watch all those and put your ear out, you know? All of those episodes except that one that I forgot to put it in, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't totally forgot. Tanner. <laughs> all, right. all right. So now on a more somber note. Yeah. We're going to um, end. Yeah. And on, uh, I guess, yeah, uh, it, we didn't personally know Sheldon Menry, um, but we want to raise a toast. Played a lot of Commander. He was the creator of the, the format. And, um, yeah, we have a lot to thank you for. So yeah. I don't have something to toast. I, I did this very shittily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you were toasting they you were toasting face-to-face with your fresca the entire time. Cheers to uh, Sheldon Menry. Uh, lost his fight to cancer recently. Um, level 5 judge. I believe that you can't even attain that level anymore in this the current system. No. He was one of the original absolute juggernauts. Apparently he was the one that, like, really pushed to have people like like not having cheating in, in organized play communicate no like pe- like <laughs> forcing like because he was head judge like head 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 mm-hmm. judge for in the early days mm-hmm. and he was a very i guess early vocal person like just being no we have to do something to like educate the, the judges to be able to find out how they can stop you from cheating he like and then yeah in, in his spare time he created commander and it's the largest format in the world literally the flagship for magic these days yeah they have pivoted hard to i mean he, he started elder dragon highlander to be 
to be formal about it, right? Yeah. Like it turned into Commander when Wizards got a hold of it. Yeah. But it, they got, of course, they worked together, right? They they built the the, the juggernaut of Commander t- together. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see who uh, steps into his seat because he was the head of the rules committee, and. Yeah, I'm sure he had a plan, but it's it's one role that's going to be tough to fill. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Rip legend. Rip. Rip. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. And I'm hoping that just like what they did with Gideon, when they gave him a copy of Rest in Peace, yeah. with the Gideon statue. I hope that, and I know that. I'm sure they will. They're they're they. I did hear on a podcast this morning. I think that there was a secret layer in development. Yeah. Already. Um, with him. Yeah, as like a card art. Like that he was helping design. Oh, okay. But I think they've pivoted to yeah, they're gonna make it as a an honorary thing and we're I'm sure we're gonna see some really cool ways to immortalize Sheldon in, in magic cards because right. he he's does. done a lot for this game. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, and on that note Yeah, sorry you know, to drop it on a sad one, but uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was important to bring up. We it's it's important to bring up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But we I I I Eat, breathe, and shit, Commander. Yeah, same here. I do, so I have so much to thank for. So. Yep. Yeah, no, with that, all thanks goes out to Sheldon, the community, all of the amazing artists. Face-to-face. Face-to-face. Yeah, face-to-face, man. Oh, <clears throat> and just so happy. All of our amazing guests that have been on the channel and yes. yet to be on the channel. Just, we... We've only come a very, we've come so far in a short period of time and we've still, still, I feel like only made the few baby steps, but. Well, Drowsy, putting your fingers into the, you know. <laughs> yeah. But we, we owe everything that we've been able to do so far to all of you amazing people out there and like, thank you. Yeah. yeah thanks for watching. Yeah. If you, and if you're hearing this part, if you're this deep into the episode, you're one of the good ones. We love you. We love you, we love you specifically Gavin. more than the others. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one, more, one, one more yeah. thing before we end. I probably should have done this earlier. It's a little less tasteful. Oh, yeah, the oh, merch. Oh, the merch. Sh- shame, shameless plug. We don't have anything for, we don't have anything for like commercial uh, yet, but very soon we have our first official merch. You stand up, RV. turn it, do a, do a, do a circle. This is going to be a little awkward. We're very tight back here. No, we're not. This, we're very fine. We, we made hoodies. <laughs> we, we, we wanted them for the face-to-face thing. We have some left, I think, probably five or six. It feels so official and it's amazing. Yeah. So if you want the merch, hit us up. Yeah. Shout out to Digaboo. Yeah, Adam, thank you so much. Upkeep, unblockable. <laughs> cool. Well, on that note, uh, I can hear the music coming in right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the sweet sounds of Grey Matters. Um, right, yeah, everyone. let's uh, let's get the hell out of here because it's right. getting warm in this room. Bye. Uh, we fucking one. love you guys. We will see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Blah.